letters of longing to innocence, May 7th. Thank you. Yes, Natalie means Christmas in Italian, of course. So my name is Christmas Christmas, and I was born on Easter Sunday. And yes, again, Noel is my real last name. My cousins are Noels, and we have a family cemetery called the Noel Cemetery. My maternal grandmother was a Noel, and our family land is on a dirt road named for her. And my middle name is Rose, again, for her. Believe it or not, I am beyond thrilled to hear from you. The gentleman to whom you refer was a close friend of mine, an absolutely stellar human being. I loved him dearly. Sadly, he has long since passed away. That Christmas, when you stopped calling and did not come, I was devastated beyond description. Heartbroken is far too light a word to explain the darkness into which I found myself, and I was unable to crawl through it. So I wrote to you, word after sad word, poem after poem, over and over and over, folding each page, each piece into a little gem. It was a twisted madness into which I fell, a spire of hopelessness and no way out. I could not eat, barely sleep, just wrote and cried and delved deeper and deeper into misery. I fell quite ill, and a girlfriend took me to her doctor. I had bronchitis and terrible flu. That is where my friend intervened. He refused to let me be sick alone, freezing in my tiny apartment. So he brought me on British Airways business class to London. Throughout the entire glamorous flight, with real crystal and china, champagne, lobster, and Norwegian smoked salmon, I had never experienced anything like it before. I thought only of you. This is how I was able to see you that last time, because in his kind generosity, he brought me across. You, by contrast, you never took off your sunglasses even once, although it was nighttime. You were so cold and distant, remote, as though you had no idea who I was, or worse, that I was a reminder of some embarrassment, a time in your life which meant nothing to you, or a frivolous adventure you preferred to forget. When I left that evening, I went back to the house in Regent's Park. He was out to dinner with friends, and I hadn't a key. We expected I would visit with you longer, perhaps a cocktail, a talk, maybe even reminisce, and get back together. 
He thought he would be back ages before I returned. So I waited in his canal boat on the River Thames for several hours, shivering and weeping in the dark. He took no pleasure in my sadness, nor did he start with the I told you so's. Nope, not at all. He never asked me what happened, never mentioned your name again. He was abject gentleness, took me to his country house, fed me well, and took great care of me. He nursed me back to health. We would sit up late into the night, cozy by the fire in his drawing room, sipping port, playing chess, reading and talking about everything and everyone but love and you. He smoked his pipe and worked. I wrote poetry still for you. He took weeks away from his London office in order to help me heal. He was a great man and indeed a tremendous friend. In order to move on, I actually had to pretend to myself, this is very strange, but such was the state of my soul. I had to pretend to myself that you were dead. I buried you in my heart, prayed for you, and let you go. You were deeply loved but beyond my reach, as are all those who have passed away. When I fell in love again, I told Jesus about you, about the beautiful Englishman I had believed would be my husband and how you had died. The odd thing is, I did not lie to him, although years later when I told him the truth, he did believe I had lied to him. I had lied to myself, deceived myself, because there was no other path open to me. I had to live, but could not find a way to do so, believing you had simply changed your mind and abandoned me. There, the sad saga. Now you finally have it. I think the important lesson here is that we should take gentle care when waltzing through the hearts of others. One never knows what ecstasy or devastation we might engender in the souls of the fragile when we go carelessly playing there. An innocent love, a lifetime ago, a love never forgotten. I will let you know how life proceeds. I believe it will go smashingly well, happily, beautifully, and full of love for both of us. Baby, when you squeeze, grab.